0: Let's have our kids come forward for children's time please I have to stand up for this one this morning in your Sunday school lesson and a little bit in our sermon today you're gonna to hear this phrase "It's pick up your cross and follow me so You're going to be a little confused about that, but I know that your excellent teacher, Miss Jan, is probably going to do better explaining that than I will in the sermon today. But I want you to think about something. What is something that you are really, really good at? What do you think you're good at? Soccer. Soccer. You're really good at soccer. What are you good at? School? School, Andrew, what are you good at, buddy? Crafts. Crafts. Yeah, what about you? What are you good at? Animals. You're good at taking care of animals. You're good at school. You're good at soccer. You're good at crafts. Do you know that all these things that you're good at are ways that you can also show someone else's God's love, right? This is one of my favorite stoles. My mother-in-law made this stole for me. And on the back side of it is everything that I like and everything that I'm I got some music on here. There is a Disney thing on here. There's Doctor Who and Marvel and Star Wars. All of these are things that I really like. And in some way, shape, or form, I have made a reference to all of these things in a sermon that I've preached. Anything that we like and love is a way that we can show love to another person. Okay? Okay. So in Sunday school, when you hear, take up your cross and follow me, what I want you to think about is all the things you're good at and all the things you love and the way that you can use them to show love to other people, okay? So let's pray together. Dear God, thank you for giving me things I love so I can show love to others. Amen all right enjoy sunday school friends
1: with the uh...
2: seen the lord we can still love
0: god even though we cannot touch god's hands we still believe him.
2: as we gather here as the body of christ let us see christ in one another
0: i'm going to say without hesitancy or doubt we have seen the lord come let us worship
2: please be seated With the words of peace, gather in our midst that we may know you are truly here. Guide us in unity and love and free us from the doubts that haunt us, that we might be a blessing for one another and for the world. Amen. Join me now in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven.
0: Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our
2: daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them who trespass against us. And we lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thy love, our kingdom, and our glory forever. Words of assurance the inheritance of God that I'm sorry, the inheritance that God promises us is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Even when we are consumed by doubt, God is always with us. Today's scripture is from the book of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you after he said this he showed them his hands and side the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the lord again jesus said peace be with you as the father has sent me i am sending you and with that he breathed on them and said receive the holy spirit if you forgive anyone's sins their sins are forgiven that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name prepare for prayer Lord of life come into our midst with words of peace Gather in our midst that we might know you are truly here. Guide us in unity and love and free us from the doubts that haunt us that we might be a blessing for one another and for the world. Amen. Join now in the prayer that Jesus taught us.
0: Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, heaven. hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come. Let's all join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for all the ways that you flow through our lives, that you provide for us, that you help us investigate the mysteries that are right in front of us. Precious God, today we ask that your words be spoken, that we set ourselves aside so that your spirit can flow through. Be the words today, Lord. Amen. Thank you. For being here. Mary, thank you for sharing all the scripture and the prayers today. When I hear your voice through, you know, I can't say the Lord's Prayer enough times. So it's okay. It's okay. Because it's one of those ways that we interact with the Holy Spirit, which is what this sermon is all about. Another opportunity to have a prepared response to a breath that the Lord has breathed into us. So. We get to have an applicable practice today with, with sharing in the prayers, and we get to look at this journey of the disciples and Thomas. There's one thing that I have missed my entire ministry, and Mary, I didn't hear it until it came from your words today. When I began to read the narrative of Thomas, I began to focus on Thomas completely, and I have not paid attention to the other disciples in the room. But I think about Thomas, who was not in the room, that missed a blessing. And one of the things I had not heard in many years, even though I've read it, it's been taught to me, it was shared with me, I have for years missed, until it came from your voice today, Mary, the words, and Christ breathe the holy spirit on them for me and we're moving closer to this time we're going to have this time of pentecost and we think about this time when the holy spirit comes into the world but as we wrestle with this thing that we all trip over in ourselves because for some reason it's important the trinity We never can explain how three elements exist in one place, but we have an example in this scripture that Mary, your lovely reading pointed out to me to see today. We see a direct interaction between Jesus Christ and his being as the Holy Spirit as he breathes out in the moment the Holy Spirit on those in the room. It opened some levels of understanding that these individuals had that Thomas had not yet had. They had a level of journey, of interaction. They had a level of being present in a moment that they had the Holy Spirit breathed on them by Christ. And Thomas wasn't there. So Thomas wasn't a part of the journey Thomas was not a part of this experience so Thomas missed some things so let's look at what that means and I want to show you a picture on Thursday nights throughout Lent we were doing a Bible study from the gospel according to Ted Lasso, and this sign is very important to me it's a sign that's hanging in our office right now that my oldest daughter my oldest child read and hung in there And it's the Believe poster. For you guys that love Notre Dame football, you know that there's a sign that's over the entranceway before they go out on the field and everybody slaps the sign before they hit the field. It's that last moment of having something to focus on, that last moment of a focal point of importance before you step out on the field and perform a task. Hitting that sign for Notre Dame football for Richmond Football Club, or whoever it may be, is one last calling of having a focal point before we go out on our journey. If you've been in my office and have left my office, you've seen this road sign over my door before that you leave into the office and go. Vision Avenue, what are we looking for? What vision do we have in our lives and how do we step out of that doorway and interact with that vision to the greater world? This opening section of this scripture exists within these realities. Whether it's the sports sign that hangs over the doorway that we tap for luck before we go out, whether it's the road sign of reminding us what road to travel on, where to focus As we go out to serve, it is one last reminder before we step forward where we receive our blessings, where we receive our motivation, and how we become inspired to do the greater things in the name of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hearing these words this morning and He. Brave the Holy Spirit upon them. Those individuals had that believe moment. These individuals had this vision moment. They were empowered by their coach in that morning moment to be filled with something that they had not had before. As they go out and they deal with the things that they personally have not dealt with yet. The whole importance of the narrative of Jesus Christ is he was not just the leader, the doer, but he was also the teacher and the instructor. The entire journey of Jesus Christ's ministry is painted upon a reality that he never stepped out on his own, but he immediately chose those who would follow with him on his journey to participate, learn, and grow, and one day become the leaders. Within all of our lives, there comes a moment that our leaders step aside and we have to step forward so that there is lineage and growth and prosperity for years upon years upon years to come. And that reality exists in this moment that Jesus Christ breathes the Holy Spirit on those around them. Preparing them to step out to perform miracles and to preach the new way of Christ being. In Sunday school, they're hearing these words this morning. Take up your cross and follow me. As Jesus Christ breathes the Holy Spirit on these individuals, they are being given the energy to do it. They already have the gifts. They already have different specific gifts and skills and focuses in their lives that equip them to be the people who Jesus Christ needs them to be. Some of them already have the words to share. Some of them already have the heart to follow. Some of them have already made the mistake and have the repentant heart of restoration to move forward through. All of them carry with them their own crosses and Jesus Christ is breathing in them the power to follow it through. If you were a part of our study of the creed, uh, What Christians Believe, the Dr. Adam Hamilton book, you heard a very fun conversation between Mary Lou Castoro and I one Sunday. We all exist as these automobiles. And sometimes we're the automobiles that are full of a strong power that will push us to go anywhere. And sometimes we're the automobile that's just kind of plunking along the street and it's not full of gas yet to get where it's going. I use the narrative of my grandmother's Ford Mustang. And when my grandmother drove that car, it was a grandma car. And when I had to drive it to go get gas, it was Del Earnhardt's car. It's the power and the energy that's inside of it that drives a vessel to do great things. And in this moment of Jesus Christ breathing the Holy Spirit on these individuals, they are being given the power to step out and do great and powerful things. But there was one person there that wasn't a part of the narrative. He didn't see it. He didn't experience it firsthand. And when we talk about Thomas within our lives, we immediately put a negative image on Thomas. But there's something that's very beautiful and important to me about Thomas. We hear Christ share the words of the importance of being able to believe without seeing, and that's important. We have to jump out sometimes. When that we exist in the narrative of the disciples, Christ went to them and he said, Come and follow me. And they immediately set down their nets and went. There is a blessing of being so full and trusting that we are willing to step out. But there is also a danger at times if we are not trained and prepared, and fostered, and moved to places that one day the leader steps aside so that the followers can step forward. And that exists in this narrative, and Thomas becomes very beautiful to me because of how he responds. I want to show you an image of one of the cartoons that the kids and I used to watch when they were growing up. It's an image from Peter Pan. And there's this image uh, when we are first introduced to Peter Pan of him trying to catch his shadow, he's trying to become one with his shadow. He's trying to interact with his shadow. He is trying to be one being with his shadow and his shadow always rushes away. I don't know if when you were kids that you tried to do that too, but the closer we got to our shadow, the further away it got, but he is chasing his shadow so that he can find a place of wholeness within his being. I very much see Thomas is shaking, ch- chasing, not just his shadow, but chasing a shadow. He wasn't a part of the experience in the moment when Christ breathed the Holy Spirit on the others that were around him. And they came in this moment that they were a part of. They were able to investigate the reality of this because they were in the reality of it when it happened. Thomas has this moment that he says, and the, the one thing that it does burden me about Thomas' narrative is he utters the words, I will not believe this unless and it's the words will not that that bothers me but within his narrative even though that I draw despair from the words will not he still has a willingness to investigate what happens he has a longing to have that experience as well and when we hear the words I will not unless I hear the words, I want to have the experience you had so that I can wholly be a part of the story. The narrative that bothers me and exists within this reality that I've shared of Christ breathing the Holy Spirit on the followers is sometimes the followers don't have the opportunity to grow into the experience because they're not given the responsibility and the opportunity to step forward and to be a part of the experience. None of the disciples were prepared in Matthew chapter 4 when they stepped forward and became leaders. None of them were prepared. They didn't have the tools. They did not know the journey, but what they had was the willingness to participate and be involved, and they had a leader that was willing To have them come along and step beside him and not behind him. And grow into their places of leadership so that they could become the leaders. A leader willing to step aside so that those who are learning can grow into that place. I don't stand here without Dick George making me preach every Saturday night. When I was at Rancher Bernard, a leader stepping aside so that another could step forward and lead and participate within it. We don't exist within the gospel today without Jesus Christ breathing the Holy Spirit on those present and being willing to be a part of Thomas's journey. Thomas missed the first-hand experience, but he still longed for the first-hand experience. And it was his willingness to be involved that opened a door for Jesus Christ to make it possible for Thomas to deal with the shadow of his longing of missing Christ. For Thomas to deal with the shadow of finding his place in the story and the narrative and being able to move into that story completely by being able to actively interact with it. Just like Peter Pan trying to catch his shadow, Thomas wanted to have an interaction that would create the wholeness. There's one more picture I want to share with you. And this one I saw this week, and I like it. This is the reality of Thomas in a drawn picture. It's the hands with the nails that have been drawn through with the words, Peace be with you. There is a reality that I love about Thomas. He's not the doubter that refused to learn and grow. He's not the doubter that says, I can't grow into this. I don't understand it. So it's wrong. Thomas's willingness to investigate what happens. Becomes a moment that Thomas himself gets to have a personal interaction with Jesus Christ. And he reaches out and he touches the hands. And at that moment, he becomes fully connected to the reality that Jesus Christ did. That Jesus Christ is real. And that Jesus Christ was there. Thomas had that opportunity because the other disciples already having a connection with the Holy Spirit did not limit his activity of growing towards that. They didn't shun him or deny him or push him aside because he didn't feel the same way that they did. He was given the opportunity to participate. He was given the opportunity to step forward in the touchstone. He was given the opportunity to step forward and to be involved. And even though it was Christ was the one that had did it for the three years of ministry, he was able to step forward and have that personal interaction to be the leader of Jesus Christ. I have two endings to my sermon today. And I had hoped that the Holy Spirit would speak up and share which one to share right now. So now you get to hear both, I guess. (laughs) It's one of the blessings that I will be able to give to you for the next three months. When I came here, I had this narrative that I wanted to learn as much as I could, and I became uberly involved when I came here. It was my first appointment, my first time being the pastor and I wanted to learn as much as possible and to do that I became overly involved and you're all going to laugh in a minute I set a date that I was going to start to pull back that date was 2020 (laughs) and then 2020 came and I had to do more because the world changed ministry changed and I didn't follow the timeline. Christ always had a timeline. Christ was always teaching and displaying and Christ was always preparing others so that they could step forward and they could be the leaders. And I was at it and learning and said, okay, well, here we go. And then the world changed and I had to learn a new pattern. (laughs) And within that, didn't step back. And here's what happens. When you don't step back, you burn out. And when you don't step back, you implode. And when you don't step back, <clears throat> I won't say that. And when you don't step back, you have moments that you wish didn't happen and thank God they did. And then you just keep going and you are able to step back and you are able to say, let's do it right. Let's do it right. So I'm hoping to follow that example because you have been a part of the ministry longer than I have been. You know this place way better than I do. And there are opportunities that leaders can lead. Those that have not found leadership can lead. And we can start decreasing so that we don't implode and then the message keeps going because if it only stayed with Christ, we would not know what Christianity is right now because if it only stayed with Christ, it would have ended with Christ. And it's the main example of Jesus Christ showed from day one that he said, pick up uh, set down your nets and follow me, pick up your cross, bring your gifts and your skills and be involved. Christ opened doors so that anyone could step forward and be the leader. I've not shown that as a great example, and I'm going to show it to you for three months because I hope that you don't need to show it like I work towards. Sharing the burdens is the only way to do it. Equipping others to step forward and stepping aside so that they can step forward is the only way to do it. And we are sitting on a a place where that we can have a lot of leaders here. We can have a lot of people invested and they may not have done it before, but maybe they'll do it different and it'll be amazing. We don't know that. we can't find out unless that we do what Christ does in this scripture. It's allow the Holy Spirit to empower others and to step aside so that they can step forward and be leaders. There's so many beautiful examples of that that I'm not going to name names because I will forget one person and then I'll be sad about it for three months until I can come back and say I'm sorry. But insert your name here, I love you. How about that? There, that's what the Holy Spirit wanted me to share. What does it mean to allow the Holy Spirit to be breathed on another person, especially the Thomas that has not been a part of the experience yet and wants to reach out and wants to hold that hands and wants to have that experience so that they can be empowered by being allowed to have power. Thank you for letting me have the next three months. I realize Jennifer has been a part of this journey with me. It's been a long time since I've had one week off, much less three months. Jennifer has been, I've known Jennifer's kids since they were babies. They grew up. They had the worst youth director in the world. Some of them know more about Batman than Jesus Christ, but that's okay, too. It's been years since I've had a week off. And I don't... And this is the narrative that Christ is displaying through Thomas. Breathe the Holy Spirit. Allow someone else to reach out and have that connection. You're going to have some student pastors here next next few weeks, and some of them may be preaching for the first time. Do, do them a favor like every loving church member did me after the first time I preached. Just shake their hand and say, oh, that was something. That was something. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. <laughs> because they'll be standing here one day, too, and they'll be empowering other people to do that spot. I very intentionally pick, pick some student pastors to come through because they will be stepping forward to have these places as well. Put my hands back up for I want us all to remember this experience because there's times that we need to relive this experience as well. We need to reach out and touch the hands to be reminded of what Christ did. It's not because that we doubt it happened. But we need to be reconnected. With what happened. We need to be refilled. Somebody's got to put the octane gas. In grandma's Ford Mustang. So it can rush down the street. And every time that I reach out. And I feel the hands of Jesus Christ. That is a beautiful thing. And every time I watch somebody. Step forward to become a new youth leader get a, the word doctor in front of their names or become a professional dance teacher or whatever. Open doors so that they can be fully experienced with the gifts that God has given them. That is the reality that Thomas had that day. When Jesus Christ breathed the breath of the Holy Spirit on him and Christ stepped aside The new leaders could step forward. He began teaching that. On the night in which that He gave Himself up for us, so today, as we celebrate the gifts of the Holy Communion, we'll come forward and and have the gifts of bread and grape as we celebrate a Christ that wasn't just willing to give all, but He was able to empower all to be included. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your voice. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You are light and in you is no darkness at all. If we confess our sins, you are faithful and just. You forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so with your people in heaven, With your people on earth and all the company in heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy, you, and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. He is our advocate. He is the one that teaches and prepares so that we can step forward and serve. Your spirit anointed him to teach the good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which that he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave it to you. He gave thanks to you and he gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of my new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood to step forward and live and lean in his image. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry in all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we serve an open table for open communion. If this is your first time in a church, you're welcome to come forward to receive. If you had a bad day yesterday, you're welcome to come forward and receive. If you're burned out and tired and need a rest, you are welcome to come forward and receive. This is the source of our interaction, just as Thomas Just as Thomas reaching out to touch the hands, this is our place to reach out. Because there is one loaf, we who are one body for all partake in one loaf. The bread in which that we break is sharing the body of Christ. The cup, which we give thanks, is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Today, as we receive these gifts of bread and cup, make them be as the body of Christ. Please come forward and receive. Amen. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which that you have given yourself to us. With our lives, we proclaim the peace of Christ. Grant that we may go into the world in strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the
2: name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. our chosen portion, of God, our cup that overflows to eternal life. Bless the gifts we offer you this day, that they may bring hope and new life to a world that suffers from doubt and despair. May they help break the illusion of death's victory over the
0: Lord of life. Amen. So we'll stand together for a closing hymn. Uh, On behalf of the congregation, I'd like to take this time, Pastor journey and a great renewal and we look forward to your return here first Sunday in July we wish you the best in this envelope I would like to, to take this with you and open it on the plane okay. while you're traveling okay we look forward to your return Is there a benediction on there, or am I making it up today? (laughs) Okay, I'm making it up. (laughs) Sometimes I pre-write them, and then sometimes I leave it for the Holy Spirit. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. As we are together, may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. As we step aside for others to step forward, may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. Amen.
1: Amen.